You are now on air. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining us. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Wednesday, the 21st of November, 2018th. This is episode number 59, and I am Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live radio call-in show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices to help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they're calling in. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. If you're joining us live, uh, be sure to, to to say hello in the in the browser today. Again, I am Edwin Fernos, and I'm super excited to introduce my co-host today. It's a returning co-host, so happy to to have him. His name is Mo Desianian. Uh, he's a seasoned digital strategist. He spent the past eight years designing and executing successful digital programs for national and international brands. In 2015, he has established Empathy Inc. It's an independent marketing agency to help brands navigate the media space in a digital world. With his team of freelancers, he's bringing blue chip strategies to national and international companies. Um, one topic that uh, me and Mo actually discussed off air a number of times is actually empathy and, and the importance of empathy in leadership. So we thought that that this uh, this would be a good idea and really talk about business, you know, how how business is personal. So I, I was really looking forward to this talk because I was just in a conversation yesterday where we went from it was a young entrepreneur who had asked me. For advice and i'm like you know business is not personal and then three minutes later i'm like but yeah it is personal so because you know if you're doing business with your friends or family it ends up sort of personal as well so again if you are joining us live thank you for joining us love to hear from you say hi in the browser um if you have a good story about empathy love to have you join the call with me and mo as well just let us know mo happy wednesday how are you doing today good morning and happy wednesday i'm doing fantastic well, again, um, I know uh, off air we were just, you know, we were actually touching base. We were we were super prepped. Um, so so quickly, did I miss anything that in terms of what you wanted to share with the with the audience, just to give a quick a quick one one minute uh, elevator pitch? Yeah, for sure. Well, before I do that, actually, congratulations on fifty nine episodes of a live podcast. That's that's amazing. We were just talking offline, and I I didn't I didn't know that there was that many already we had uh, we had some funds uh at the beginning of it uh, yeah, well, yeah well, this is this ago. is yeah no this is a fun a fun platform i'm really enjoying it um kudos to the folks at dialogue at Healthfoot. they're always you know continuing to bring new things to this platform and and for those who have been following and listening along since the beginning of this this show, I mean, we used to do the call, right, Mo? We used to do the calls over the phones, right? Yeah, I remember that. I remember walking around in our in our studio to, uh, having a phone call with you. Those were the good old days, like <laughs> months ago. <laughs> I know, right? I know th- this is this is the this is the speed of uh, technology. But I mean, this is this. I'm enjoying this. Like I said, uh, this it it allows me to to really bring topics that are a little personal maybe that doesn't come out on my interviews on my podcast interviews right so let's just jump in there uh, mo i mean in your experience um, how has business i mean maybe specifically in the media industry changed over over the past 10 20 years yeah i think 
the biggest shift that we're going through in, in, in our industry is just the fragmentation of media itself. And then as a function of that, a fragmentation of talent and skill sets. It used to be that we used to have a lot of uh, money spent on one or two media channels, and that was directly correlatable to your sales performance. So you spend a lot on TV and radio and then print, and then and then you went ahead and, and saw a lift in sales. But as you're well aware, it's gotten the media landscape is fragmented. It's complex. There's social media. There's all kinds of different ways that you can get in front of a customer. There's content. There is a whole bunch of other stuff. And with that, what has happened is the skill sets that go along with that have diversified rapidly, which brings us kind of back to our discussion here, which is it's become a lot more personal the industry because now it's about finding the right talent to produce the right stuff to optimize it the right way so that you can get results versus before it was hey what kind of great deal can you make with this tv station and it was all numbers um so as the landscape is becoming more fragmented it, it's becoming more and more important to really find the right talent, really get into the people's motivation, and it's just becoming more personal. It's becoming more relationship-driven than it is um, that it was just numbers-driven. Do you think um, in the past, though, I mean, personal is always there, but when you talk about the difference with numbers and, and personal, like like what are key differentiators when, when you think about that, Mo? Yeah, I think... So here's a story. I, I don't know if I ever told you a story about, and, I, and this is not about media. This is just in, a general personal story about how we bought our house because I think that's kind of speaks to how the paradigm between numbers and personal works. So when we bought our house, we, were, I, my wife and I were driving through our neighborhood and we saw an open house and we were kind of thinking about getting a house. So we, we kind of went in and looked at it and it was nice and needed some work. And we came out, we called our real estate agent um, they did a bit of a dive into you know what it costs and et cetera. And she said, look, there's a couple offers going up on this. There's a deadline at midnight a day later or so. Mm-hmm. But we were like, we're not ready for this. We're not going to be homeowners. Like, we're not at that point. We're living in a condo. We had a dog. That was it, right? Um, but then we just kind of started talking about it and thinking about it. And I remember that night at 1030. I don't know what it was, but something about this house and the way it was and where it was just felt right to both of us. And we said, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just go for it. And then we went for it. And I called the realtor. I went to the office because I didn't have a scanner at the time at, at home to scan all the documents and sign them and send it back at midnight. And we got the offering and we got the house. And ever since then, we've been trying to financially justify it. Said, yeah, this has been a good investment. And it, and it was, but... My point is, and the realtor told us at the point at the times that look, here's the thing: people buy things emotionally. Yes, and they justify it after, and I think that is the crux of the relationship between data and personal business. Is no matter where you are and what you do, people make decisions emotionally, and then after that, you can you can justify it with all the numbers that you want. No, that makes sense, and I. I mean, I I always joke with uh, my friends. Uh, if you're just joining us live, Mo and I, what we're discussing about is about business, how, how things are changing, where it's more personal, or where business is always personal, or business is not personal, is actually be a, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is, is a little BS. Um, 
Yeah, I, I actually was joking with people, especially with the Black Friday coming up, is like, oh, what do you want to buy, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, man, it's it's the number. Oh, it's so cheap. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're just justifying it, right? You don't really need any of this stuff, right? It's it's just it's just a matter of like, let's let's just buy this. And and, and it's really interesting um, how that's going. But I guess from what you're saying in terms of, you know, everything going personal but i mean we're we're really in a data first world now right mo the way you look at it especially in your industry every industry every everything everything is analytics so how do you reconcile with the fact that 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 it's basically a data first world yeah um it's see it's it's the same um there's there's a saying um avinash kashik um said it who's he's a big data guy yeah Angelus and Google and things like that. It says if if more data equals smarter decisions, there would be peace on earth. And it's true. It just just because we have a ton of data and just because we have a lot of things to measure, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know we always make the right decisions objectively. We have to consider the personal side. Like I'm curious how you do because you produce like ton of content too, right? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of data that comes with it on these various platforms. But I'm sure you also realize that at the end of the day it comes down to how you approach all of these guests and business relationships at a personal level. Yeah, I mean it's what one thing I've been saying in terms of personal, I uh Mo I uh, and for those listening, I've never met uh, I'm meeting more people than I have ever met in my life. <laughs> like it's yeah. nuts. Like it's like yesterday I met like literally, and this was before 5 p.m. Whether it was over the phone or in person, I, I met like five new people yesterday. Like one-to-one conversations or one like within a meeting, and and it's tough. Like this, uh, you know. You meet people, you make a good connection, and not even that is how do you build a relationship first and then business, or do you do business first and then relationship? And the way, um, I don't know if you're out there listening and maybe have some tips on me. I'd love to, I'd love to get that. But one thing I'm learning and maybe leaning towards Mo right now because I'm in this whirlwind of activity when it comes yeah. to networking like i like like if i thought back five years ago and i told myself oh man you know everyone tells you you got to get out there and network and meet new people like i feel like i hit the lottery right now like it's nuts like i'm meeting new people every day but now it's like okay i gotta take a step back i don't really want to slow it down but when it comes to personal i always want to you know when i mentor people and i do talks about networking i always say you know go into the room and make three friends so i'm still trying to do that you know, yeah. I, meet, I meet all these people on a daily basis, but if I could connect and make friends and build a relationship that way, then I'm not worried about the business at this point. Um, but it's tough, man. <laughs> no, it is. Look, I'm, I'm with you. I So I got this thing where if I, whenever I walk into a room at a networking event, I try to make, well, you say three, I, I'm about, I'm down to two. Like, yeah. I just want to get to know two people. Yeah. That's my goal. I right? like that. I don't, I, I don't need to meet 10 because you can't. And, and so last Friday I was doing lunch with a with a colleague who I haven't talked to in 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 forever. And it was just the most wonderful type of networking quote unquote lunch because because we talked so much business in the hour that we sat down. Mm-hmm. But I walked away and I'm like, we talked so much personal stuff too in the, in, the, in the same breath. So we were talking about so how is business, what about this thing, this is happening in the industry, and then immediately the next topic would be so how are your kids doing, what are you into these days? 
it's right so it just we just zigzagged between the two and and i walked out of it feeling a lot more refreshed because i not only had a conversation a networking conversation that was business to business but i also got to know someone a little bit um a little bit better so and I think that's the, that's the key, right? Like you have to. It's not it's not business first or personal first. They're just they're just there together. Like you yeah. can ask how's business, and then how are the kids? Back to back questions, and it's just fine. That's right. Well, and it's funny because people are like, I I'm trying to strive. I'm sure you've heard this mo in your life. People try to me. I'm trying to find a perfect work life balance. And I'm always telling people, you only have one life, so I don't even know what you're trying to balance. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, what are you trying to You only have one life, and you, you, person listening, emerging business leader, you have to decide how you want to spread out the time. Um, so work, everything is work, or everything is family, but whatever, it's all in your own 24 hours, right? Exactly. Uh, um, it, it, it's super interesting, and, and if you if you are listening, love to get your thoughts on that type of stuff. Whether you were talking about networking, empathy, or 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 even how how you're finding this work life battle uh, balance. Uh, Mo, I guess that's just my pet peeve, by the way. The, that the, term work life balance, I don't, I really don't like that term. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it 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 suggests a delineated separation between work and life which i whenever i've tried to do that it just i haven't been successful at that i know it's I uh, am what i do and i you know it's all part of it it defines you right everything defines you how you exactly. do your your plan you how you respect your work or you, you respect your uh, your family or your personal but ultimately i find it's 100% everywhere like you can't you can't go 100% on just your on your your job quote unquote job and then you let everything else fail because then your yeah. life is not i guess it still comes to it but I, I i just don't believe in the you know there's two different worlds you can't separate it because you can't be the super nice person at work and then come home and sort of be a jerk right like that's kind of weird <laughs> no and it's impossible to do too right like you can't switch your personality that radically i don't know if people can but the people unless they're in a job that they don't like which is also very tragic yes if you are and, and then if that's the problem then you need to do something way more fundamental about it you need to look back and see you know, why am I spending eight, nine hours a day at a place that I don't want to be? That's right. Uh, right. And I know there's a lot of social circumstances with that. And it's not, it's always as easy, but it is easier now than it ever was before to move around and switch that. Um, yeah, no, no it's, I, it's super interesting. Like I've never been able to, to like switch my personality entirely. Like I, I, right. So I can't come into the office and all of a sudden be a different person. Yeah. Well, you and I, you and I are probably very similar that way. I've been, and it, it's doing this podcast. I realized, you know, I, I reflected and realized all the way back to grade school, high school, college, I was always that person that was able to. I, I did computer engineering, so in yeah. college I was with engineers, but then I hung out with the architect students. I partied with the art yeah. students. I was, and same same thing in high school. I was yeah. that kid that was probably skipping class, and but hung out with the the chess the chess club and hung out <laughs> with, like I was that guy that hung out with everyone, and I never yeah. I never changed, and that was something that I heard over and over again throughout my life, and I never I put it all together now. Mm -hmm. It's like oh Edwin, you're I've never changed. I was always the same person in each 
and it actually makes it easier for yourself if you know like you don't you don't have to remember who you were at a different group like it's so crazy it's mentally taxing right to switch like and then i was thinking about that the other day and i was like i would probably be a horrible customer service rep and not that i've ever had a customer service job but you know how you have to like instantly switch your 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 personality maybe or your tone or everything like i could never do that like if i'm in a foul mood that day like I'm in a foul mood, right? And if I'm in a customer service rep, then then it gets, you know, it's difficult for me to switch it on sometimes. Um, but I like I just take a very honest approach with it. Like if I'm if I'm having a bad day or a tired day, if I'm having a client call, then like I'll, I'll open it up. I'll let them know, like, hey, look, you know, I don't know, kid didn't sleep last night. We're having a I'm having a rough day, so just bear with me today. Yeah, yeah, no, for it's sure. Be a little bit slower. And then, okay, that's funny. You know, poor you, sucker. But <laughs> let's move on. I mean, it's all personal, and it's funny. I, I, anytime I meet new people, I mean, I'm, I'm in this journey of. Uh, I always say to everyone now, it's like I'm, a, I'm a two year old father, so I'm still learning. And I start talking about, I start talking about things that's happening uh, in oh, my yeah. life. It, it being a new father, right? And, and that just opens things up, right? I, I think in terms of it lets the guards down. Um, I wanted to. You know, something just came to my mind, um, you know, when it talks about business, personal balance, whatever, what does that mean for someone's job, like specifically for a business leader? Yeah, I think I think the crux of everything as a leader is to because your job as a leader is to motivate and provide clarity. Right. It's to provide a direction and then get everybody to move in that direction. Mm -hmm. Right. And what it means to me, when it's personal, is that you have to understand what drives people towards your common goal, what motivates them, and try to tap into that to get them. Because it's really, it's a short-term thinking to think that you can pull people with you towards the direction, right? It might work for a while, but you're going to get, you're going to leave people behind, you're going to exhaust yourself, you're going to create tension in the system. The better way of doing it is to motivate people to walk themselves. Mm -hmm. And to, the way to do that is to make it personal, to tap into what actually motivates them. Yeah. Do you and, have any do you have any tips or maybe some experience that that you were really successful uh, with Mo in terms of I guess not only motivating your team or customers or stakeholders, whoever there is within your circle, it could be it could be friends and colleagues too, right? But like, how did you get personal? How did you get them to open it up as well? Yeah, so I, I'll give you a specific example. So when I when I started this, this we work with a lot of partner consultants and call them freelancers, and um, we had a media buyer who was working at a big agency for a while, and he had a full time job. And he was thirty five years in the business, great cushy job, you know. Yes, he was set. He called me up one day and he's like, I want to go freelance. Can you help me out? And I was like, um, look, buddy, I don't know what to tell you. It's I, I have some tips, but I got to be honest. Like you're you're coming up on, on retirement and you're doing well. You're at an agency and I don't I don't understand why you would want to do that. This just makes no sense to me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we went out for coffee and, and he opened up and he's like, look, here's the reality. Um, this buddy likes to ride his bike a lot. He's a, he's a very avid bike rider. Right. Yeah. And he's like, look, I just don't want to work 60 hmm. hours a week. I want to, if I see the weather is nice outside on a Wednesday, I want to be able to pick up my bike and go out. I've made enough money. 
I'm set for the rest of my life. I have enough investments that I don't need to like worry and hustle for it. I'm not looking to take over the world. I just want to enjoy life right now. So I don't care if I have to say no to, you know, the, the, the situation that I have right now. I want to be on my own just because, again, if I want to take the Wednesday morning off and, and not pick up my phone and mm-hmm. ride my bike for like three, four or five hours, I just want to do that. Um, and I don't want it to be anybody's business. And then I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's solid. Like that, I get that. I appreciate that. So anyways, we worked out a system where he was able to do that. He was freelancing and we had some um, great, we did great work together and he's off to something else. I just moved on from that. But for a year and a half, we did some phenomenal work together. Um, he was happy because he was, he was, you know, he was making a good living without being tied to a desk from nine to five. So, um, so that, that's what it is sometimes, right? Like sometimes the obvious answer isn't that obvious because there's a whole different personal layer underneath it that you have to peel off and uncover as a leader. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. And, you know, I, I was just reminded of uh, a friend of mine, colleague, uh, helped me with the podcasting, Jay Wong. He, he talks about, you know, things about um, movement and you get clarity by moving as well, by changing things, you know, because you could, you could find yourself, I'm sure I've done it in the past. I'm trying to move away from it, but you know, when you have something in your mind, Mm. you just want to, you know, you got this itch. Yeah. Um, but some people talk, think about it for so, so long, but until you do it or scratch that itch, then you don't know which way to go. Right. Um, so so it's really interesting what, what, what you were saying there in terms of, you know, just, he was happy and he didn't know until he did it and then he moved on right yeah and then he moved on he did it and he's, he's doing some other great stuff now and but like right he he just wants to attend to his life and his hobby that's what he does like in the winter he has like i've been to his place he has like you know a big big training room for all biking stuff and he's he is just part of a bunch of biking clubs like that's his life like that's his hobby right he loves that no that's amazing so he wants to attend to that yeah so if you're just joining us live, what we're talking about is is for, for business leaders, emerging leaders, you know, the difference between of you know business and personal and and really that really there's no balance between it. Um, Mo, what does so what does that mean, I guess, for folks who are listening or for emerging li- leaders uh, when it comes to skill set development now? Yeah, so like I'd be curious to get your perspective on this. Ed. It's, it's yeah. So we got, I mean, you know the cliche that goes, um, "Don't don't hire for skill, hire for fit." Like, yes. I really truly try to live by that. If somebody's hungry enough and they're ready to learn and they want to work with me, then you know, come on down. Um, I'm but- I'm I'm totally on that. At this point in my career or where I am in my life and and within my business. I I try to find the hungry people who want to learn, who actually, you know, you get a sense that they understand they have a lot to learn, but they're good at what they do already, right? Um, I mean, I, 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 I've been saying a lot, you know, I want to work with the willing. And I, I, I learned that from my friend, Victoria Linux. She's the CEO of Startup Canada. I mean, she's built this amazing network of entrepreneurs across Canada, you know, which is not easy. You know, yeah. because entrepreneurs are all over the place mm. and, you know, everyone says yes, but, you know, fine. It's easy to say yes, but who's willing to do the work or mm. who's willing to put in the sweat, right? 
Um, it's the same thing with for me now as I build my teams out. Um, you know, I want I want someone who's who has the skill set, obviously, because I mean, my my past world was being a, a recruiter, a tech recruiter. So um, I I I could quickly assess if someone has some skills or not because I'm not I don't want to train them, but I yeah. want them to have a level where they have uh, an unlimited ceiling to to grow if they wanted to, right? And if I could enable them. And if yeah. they're hungry, then heck yeah, I want them to fit. That's my culture, right? I, you, do you want to live and not be in the nine to five and live the way I live? Like, fine, let's do it. Or if you want to just work nine to five, I'm okay with that too. Because if you have a family, that's cool too. Yeah. Uh, because because I've moved along and not worked in the evenings anymore or in the weekends. You know, I, I rarely go out on weeknights when I used to go out almost every night. So I, I got to pick and choose, right? So, and that's me. Knowing my priorities, right in life, um, and really focusing. I'm sure you you know, but uh, you know, when my daughter was born, it's like it put time in a whole new perspective, man. It it was a challenge for me to not work on the weekends the first half year until I said, yeah. "What am? Why am I even trying to work? Like, just give it up. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I'm just I'm just making myself feel guilty by saying I'm going to do something." And then never getting to it, right? So I, I don't, I don't even try to work on the weekends. I, 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 I look at, I turn on my computer now, at like Sunday evening, you yeah. know, try to try to plan for the week, and and maybe reply to a couple of emails that I, I didn't get to on Friday or Thursday, whatever yeah, it is yeah. now. But uh, but that's it. See, How about I, you? I use I use guilt as a motivator. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I have this I have this thing where, um. Like if you if you imagine it, if I work too hard or too much and I'm spending too many hours in the office, that I feel guilty that I haven't spent time at home. Ooh. And then and then I double down on, on spending time at home, and then vice versa. Like I I'll spend a bunch of time at home and then I feel guilty. Man, I haven't worked enough this week. Like I need to I need to hustle more. Then I'll double down on the other side. I am not saying that this is a healthy approach to doing things. Yeah, or that is ideal by any means, but I'm very, yeah. That's that's how my brain works. Like I double down on something, and then I do it until I don't want to do it anymore, and then I just go do the other thing. You know what I do actually, uh, and it's it, it was it, it was a sort of a hack when I started my interview. I uh, I one of my guests, his name is Bobby Umar, is thought leader when it comes to business leadership out of here in Toronto and international. But he had said to me, and I implemented this right away, he had, uh, I don't know what he had, but it was basically like at five o'clock, he had an alarm to remind him that, you know, it's father time or whatever it's called. I, for, I, I forgot exactly. So what I did, of course, me being an engineer and a tech guy, <laughs> I programmed something to text me every day, Monday to Friday, that it's Tato time. Tato is father in Slovak. My wife's Slovak. Yeah. So I know when I get a text on fr- Monday to Friday, wherever I am, if I'm at home or if, if I'm at an event, I know that I'm, I'm actually, it could be part of guilt, but I know that I'm using this time away from my daughter, right? Um, and, and it's a huge reminder because it's oh, like, yeah. because if you're, if you're just stuck in the grind, you forget, or you're in the moment, or I'm at an event or I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, you know, if I'm somewhere and I'm getting a message like, Hey, this is Tato time. I better know that where I am was really 
meaningful to to my business or what I need yeah. to do or something I'm very passionate about, right? It doesn't have to be my business. It could be passion projects or, you know, volunteering type work where I'm giving back. But no, like it's it's a friendly reminder. It's I, I've had it for almost two years now. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's and and then the other thing for that is 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 I find I gotta rest my brain. Like just entrepreneurship is extremely taxing on your on your just mental energy because you're thinking about all the possibilities, all the moving parts, all of the things that have to be done. So by the time Friday rolls around, I just need to shut off my brain and do something that is is physical or just requires more of an emotional intelligence approach to life than an intellectual one. No, hundred percent. I mean, I try not to work even on Friday afternoons yeah, exactly. anymore. <laughs> so, like, I it, right? Like by the time, so I I try I try I try to do at least one day where I'm disconnected entirely from work. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, and I don't mean like just not working. Like I mean, I don't think about work at all. You should you should join my challenge. I have I, uh, I have a Facebook group where I I started talking about a do nothing day um, for entrepreneurs or business leaders is where you. It's 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 meant to be done on a you know on a weekday on a workday and and you schedule nothing clear your calendar yeah and don't work don't do nothing and just go with the flow and it actually rejuvenates you so I did it my my next do nothing day is next Friday so I'm actually excited to nice. see what happens nice <laughs> it's good um if you're just joining us live having an amazing conversation with my friend Mo here we're talking about how business is personal or is it or is it not. Um, the last thing we were really talking about and enjoying was was how how when we're outside of the family and really how it digs in and how do we bring back balance and maybe using the emotion of guilt to <laughs> to get us motivated, right, Mo? Um, so if you have any final yeah, if you have any final questions, if you're listening to this live, make sure to join us or let us know in the comments below. We'll we'll get to that. If you're getting it on the replay, would be happy to to field any questions you have. Just reach out to myself or Mo directly. And uh, would be happy to to hear from you for sure, um, Mo. As always, it's it's always a blast having you. Uh, thank you for taking the time. But I'd love to get any final thoughts when it comes to uh, it comes to this topic about per- business as personal um, that you could share with the emerging business leaders who are listening today. Um, yeah, I think last time we talked, I I put up the uh, I put a challenge to all of the leaders to say, look. If, how are you incorporating empathy and the personal aspect of getting to know your team into your formal review processes? Mm-hmm. And I'll put that same challenge out again. In your conversations with your team, uh, whether it's a formal review process or you're just assessing whether you know you want to their performance or anything like that, what efforts are you making to get to know them personally? to understand why they do the things they do and what motivates them to come to work or, or I mean, physically or, or you know, telecommute to work. Um, because you have to understand that that part, to me, is the most mentally taxing portion of my job, to really understand why people do the things they do, what motivates them, and what I can do to influence them towards my grander vision that part is the most complex part of what I do every day. And it's the part that gets me, my brain the, the most tired. Um, so so it's hard, but it, it is well worth it to put the effort in there. So that would be sort of my final thought is like just 
buckle down and figure out what people want from you or from the job. And uh, and once you figure it out, once you, once you crack that code, and you're going to have to crack it over and over and over again because people change. But once you get into that mindset, then then you can see exponential results. That's amazing. Well, where can we find more information about you, your work, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. Everything about me is on empathyinc.ca. That's empathyinc.ca. And uh, you can find my blog there. You can find uh, what my company does and the links to social media and everything else there too. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy having you co-host. Um, we definitely need to get you back on in the new year. I would love to. Sometime in the first quarter. But uh, again, thank you for joining us and have an amazing week. You, you too, my friend. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. This was the Business Leadership Podcast Live. Um, and it's an almost daily show. It happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you haven't done so yet, please check out my exclusive interviews on the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and experience of business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. You can catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Apple Music, uh, Google, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Um, I did mention that I do have a Facebook group. It's a free private Facebook group uh, where I share daily insights, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. So be sure to join me there. It's called the Business Leadership Group. Um, but that's a wrap today. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.